Hello everyone, Mark here with a teaser of what's happening over on Patreon. Every month a new bonus episode is released on Patreon for members to show my appreciation of the support they are extending to the show. These bonus episodes have allowed me to head back through the series episodes where I take topics that were covered briefly and then explore them in a little more detail. These bonus episodes haven't taken anything away from my initial vision of the series, but have allowed me to supplement it with topics in isolation. This teaser is designed to give you an idea of the topics we cover and if these bonus episodes would be of interest to yourself. The teaser for the latest release will remain on the normal feed for a month and then replace with the teaser of the next bonus episode to come out. If you are interested in supporting the series, please consider heading over to the Casting Through Ancient Greece Patreon page, where you can get access to these bonus episodes plus other benefits. Hello everyone and welcome back to another bonus episode here on Patreon, where this time we'll be looking at the figure Solon. Last episode we focused on Sparta and one of their most influential figures, that being Lycurgus. As we saw, quite a lot was attributed to him, showing the Spartans saw that they owed much to this great man. However, as we explored, perhaps there was much more to Lycurgus than just a mere mortal man. It would seem the Spartan religious connections and their affinity with the god Apollo may have fed into the figure of Lycurgus helping explain why no one can seem to pin into a particular time period. For this episode we'll be turning to Athens and a figure that would be seen as the start of what would become democracy eventually forming, if we of course ignore Theseus. Solon would be much more stable as an actual historical figure, though, like with the early legendary figures, more would be perhaps attributed to him than he was responsible for. In the series we covered the changes and reforms that Solon was supposedly responsible for, and what these meant for Athens. For this episode, I don't want to spend too much time on this again, with us just refreshing ourselves. We will look at the situation in Athens before Solon's influence, who he was and what he would be responsible for. We will then turn to his travels, and this is where I'd like to spend most of our time this episode. There are two particular places Solon would visit, where we get some interesting stories. The first place we will focus on will be Egypt, where we will turn to Plato's work, the Critias and the Timaeus which had Solon learning about the lost city of Atlantis. The second visit we'll look at will be his time in Lydia and his philosophical conversation with Croesus, as found in Herodotus and Plutarch's work. How historical these episodes in Solon's life are debatable, though the content of them and their existence in the sources makes them very interesting to look into. So with that outlined, let's get into the episode starting with pre-Solonian Athens. Athens' political life through most of the Archaic period was dominated by the noble classes, or an Athens called the Eupatridae. We would also call this class today the aristocratic class, roughly translating from the Greek to well-born. From this, Athens would then be ruled by an oligarchy, which saw a small group at the top with all the power in how Athens would be run. Eventually the people at the head of the system could be further narrowed as it was common for particular clans from the various noble families to have influence at one time or another the rivalries between the clans could be quite fierce. Though one constant was that even though these clans could gain influence and could challenge one another, the vast majority of the population outside of this Eupatridae class had no say or power within how Athens was run. As time moved forward and Athens grew in size, the lower classes would end up becoming more important to the city. They would provide much of the economic basis of the city to be supported, and for Athens to continue and grow and be successful in lands, 
where many cities were now beginning to flourish. Instability within the population could see Athens as a city come tumbling down. This is what would begin to take place, with the nobility not recognising how Athens was changing and how it was increasingly relying on its lower classes. This is where revolutions within societies tend to break out, when classes become aware of their importance within the system. However, this usually takes a leading figure to see some sort of organisation form around this realisation. Within Greece, this would come in the form of the figure of the tyrant. At this stage, tyrant did not have the negative connotations we know it by today, but rather someone who gained power through irregular means. The tyrant would be born out of the realised power within the masses if they were harnessed as a collective. The leading figure that would take advantage of this was almost always from the noble class and would use the popular support of the people to gain and hold power. This would also come from the rivalries between the clans. Less influential figures could use the people's support to push aside the current ruling families or figures. The appearance of the tyrant as a political figure would emerge in a number of places around Greece during the 7th and 6th centuries BC. Athens would have its first experience with tyranny in 632 BC, when Chilon would attempt to take power. However, he would be unsuccessful. This sees a point where it is realised that the gap between the noble interests and those of the people had stretched further apart than ever before. Civil unrest was now becoming a very real possibility, and it appears it may have broken it out on a few occasions. Obviously, this was not what the ruling classes wanted, though they would look to try and find a solution that would help appease the people, while at the same time protecting their hold on power. We would see an attempt with the historically hazy figure of Draco being tasked with reforming the laws. This would see them written down so that they could all, in theory, understand how they could be enacted. Though the reality was that the vast majority were illiterate and would have relied on the upper classes to still interpret these laws for them. In addition to this, tradition tells us that Draco would make it that all punishments were death. His reasoning was that he deemed the lesser crimes to warrant this, so he could think of nothing worse for more serious crimes. This is where we would get the modern meaning for the word draconian today. However, even with this attempt to put in place some sort of reform, we would still find civil unrest and political violence were very real possibilities, with it seeming as though some episodes of violence may have already taken place. This is where we would see the figure Solon enter into Athenian history, being called upon to try and calm tensions between the classes. Solon appears to have been of a noble background, but also involved in commerce, something most nobles would have steered clear of. This background of his seems to have made him an acceptable choice for both, as he would have connections to both sides of the political divide. I'm not going to go into the details on what he would be responsible for in Athens, but rather just give a summary, since we covered it in our early episodes on Athens in the series. The vast majority of Solon's reforms were constitutional, economic and moral in scope, though it would appear as time passed after his involvement in Athenian politics, it would seem more and more would be attributed to him. His elevation to legendary figure would see many long-forgotten changes just assigned to him, though in reality a number were instituted after his time. When it came to constitutional reform, the biggest change here was opening political involvement to more elements of Athens' population. Well, I hope you enjoyed that taste of what's happening over on Patreon. If you would like to support the series, please consider heading over to Patreon, where you can gain access to the full version of this episode, plus many more. Alternatively, you can head to the Casting Through Ancient Greece website and click on the Support the Series button, where you can discover many ways to extend your support to the show. Thank you everyone for listening to the series, and I hope you continue to enjoy what is to come in the future.